MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And also, make sure to check out our brand new Discord server. It's the perfect place to interact and sweat out your bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 169. So, of course, I'm thick of, uh, I should dedicate it to one of my favorite movies, Billy Madison. So, if you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about. If not, I guess it's just a little inside joke. Uh, thank you for coming to this here podcast where we talk about MMA and how to win money on it. And sometimes we, we crack some jokes, and we, we have a good time. When we get you out of here in less than an hour. Hopefully that all sounds good to you. I am one of the hosts here. My name is Jeff Corky Fox. I was told uh, I have Corky puns, and it was not a typo. He meant to say Corky is what I was told. So he's not corny. I'm not corny, which is good. I think Corky's better than being corny. So um, I'm the half of the duo who you want to follow all of my picks because I'm the one that wins more often. But more likely, you're going to be mesmerized by my co-host. And the way he his way with words breaking out fights and you're going to get suckered into into following him and you won't be quite as successful so now hopefully i gave him something to rail against because usually when i just I pitch it to him he, he gets all like uh confused usually he needs something, <laughs> to, he needs something to fight against so there you go i gave him something for him to, to rebut now let's bring him in his name is the gumby god daniel vreeland hello yeah it, it is so weird when you don't say anything or d- don't give me anything to rail against uh, but I will say, uh, if you're in the Discord server, which is, uh, this is your friendly reminder that if you're not, yep. uh, you're missing out there because we do a lot of live stuff uh, during the event there as well. And that's where G- the Gumby God name even originated. So uh, make yes. sure that you check in there. A lot of fun DGens to bounce ideas off of and everybody getting in on bets together. It's a good time. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. There you go. We got one of the ad reads out of the way already. Just like that perfect i love when a plan comes together so it's exactly um, what we were trying to do exactly <laughs> we're not just here to to tell you about our awesome sponsors that keep us in your ear holes no we're this week or this episode we come to you four times a week now sunday monday wednesday thursday so uh, i can't just say this week we started out with one then we went to two and now we're, we keep doubling up we, now we're at four maybe we'll, we'll end up doing eight a week uh, before all is said and done but this episode here, we are breaking down this Saturday's UFC and the ABC. Yes, they're, they're on the, the big boy channel, uh, Ortega versus Rodriguez. I want to call him Hot Higas, but he is he's not Brazilian, so we'll just have to call him uh, plain old Rodriguez. Um, so that is going down, depending on what part of the uh, world you're in, um, afternoon for most of us probably listening, a Saturday afternoon, so it's going to be a rare treat uh, to have, have an earlier fight card. But we're not going to break down the main card here, no. We're just going to break down the prelims because um, I've been told um, doing podcasts just on prelims is a is a uh, fast track to success, right? 
That it, it seems to be. Yeah, I, yep. I, I would say so. Yep. There you go. Someone should have thought of doing this years ago, doing just a, just a <laughs> podcast where they pick prelim fights. That, that would have been a moneymaker. But anyhow, it's ours now. So uh, we're going to break down the prelims for you here. Episode 169 and then episode 170 will be in your ears tomorrow. And we will break down the main card and we give you the props and and parlays and all that fun stuff. Um, anything we need to discuss before we jump into it? Any any big news items, Dan, that we need to discuss? You you I mean, uh, broke on the Discord that Alan Badeau has been released, which you, breaks you, a lot of our hearts. You took my thunder. I was going to mention Yeah, there Alan, you go. Sorry. There was one other release to this week. Um, Carl Roberson, following yep. his loss to Kennedy Zuchuku, uh, he was released as well. But yeah, no, nothing, nothing groundbreaking there. Kind of guys we sort of expected to, you know, sort of bite the bullet after all was said and done. So, uh, yeah, not, not a lot of big news there, you know, just, no, I don't, just the usual. I don't think either of, I don't think either of those were made official yet. I think it was just that bot that picks up all any changes to the UFC website. Right. Is that where you got it? From yeah. And, and, and yeah. I would say this though, though, that that's usually a pretty good indicator yeah. that they're either in a contract negotiation or they've been released. And in the, these guys' case, right, the both of them are oh, coming off three or three or four fight losing streaks. So I don't know. Yeah. Does the UFC ever make it official that they've released people? Is that, does that I, ever come out? Because I feel like not, it's not from there. Yeah, yeah, n- not from their end. I think it's usually from the fighter or the fighter's manager's end. That that um, I think what probably happens is pe- people uh, or journalists see see the bot spit the info out, and then they contact the fighter and or management and get confirmation but i don't think the ufc ever uh, announces these things no oh joanne woods another name that got really it got taken out um off the roster but there's no confirmation that she's actually been cut or if um or what the deal is there if she's retiring well, quote unquote or, or what's going on well that one's a weird one because actually two weeks ago uh i noticed that she was no longer eligible to be voted for uh when yeah. i was doing my rankings yeah. At flyweight. So, you know, like I had to find somebody else to plug in at 15 because it just, you know, the system automatically bumps everybody up one. So I went digging through to try to figure out who is removed and it was Joanne Wood. And so I, I plugged somebody in at 15. And then the next week I noticed she was back being eligible to be voted for. Oh, so okay. I stuck I stuck okay. her right back where she belonged or where I, I previously had her. Um, and then again, the following week, back out again. So I have to imagine that one's a contract negotiation piece. Yeah, very, yeah, very well could be. So anyhow, um, these things aren't aren't official yet. So maybe Alan Badeau will give, will, will be giving him a shot, but hopefully <laughs> We'll still not. get that, uh, that Badeau-Vandera fight we've been pining for. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, for Where the loser and the winner has to has to leave the promotion, yes. Fight to the death. Um, all right. Uh, that's all the exciting news that we have to break down here. We're going to break down the prelims for you. Six fights on the prelims. And we, like I said, we'll be back tomorrow. Six more fights on the main card. All right. First, before we jump into it, win bet time. Make sure to get down on wins. Bet $50, win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out win bet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, they have the ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet $500 or more on Sports Casino before the end of this month, July 31st, and get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Nonco Beach Club. Including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know 
has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now let's move on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fast-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. The SGPN gang use it for theirs. It's a game-changing product like anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a building group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Daniel, do you have some picks for us? Steven Strider sure. didn't come through last night, did he? No, I mean, the, the, the problem pulled. with Spencer Strider, the only time he ever doesn't come through, I will say, is just because his, his pitch count gets too high. So I'm, I'm going to blame the pitch count on that one. Uh, but I'm going to go with another strikeout prop here for you on, uh, let's see. Uh, so this is coming to you Wednesday. So Thursday, uh, go ahead and take Nestor Cortez in the over on strikeouts. He's facing the Reds. He should strike out like nine of those guys. So uh, we'll take Nestor Cortez in the over in strikeouts. There you go. So take that info. Go on your mobile phone. Join a listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply. I see Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right. Let's get crack-a-lacking on to the UFC on ABC. Ortega versus Rodriguez, a.k.a. UFC and ABC3, or UFC Long Island, if you want to shorten it, which is what I'll be doing for my articles and whatnot. And the hashtags. All right, this one is... We're just doing the prelims. We're talking about prelims are starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, So early morning for some of you. um, On ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. I found this card i had a lot of question marks that i had to go through and and do more research on uh both in the prelims and the main card how about you good sir uh it was a weird one for me because i i mentally had a whole bunch of picks that i liked and then i i pulled up the odds and i was like oh shit they're all underdogs um like i, I was like <laughs> yeah then, then then you second guess yourself right yeah, maybe, maybe second guess myself a little bit, but I'm riding with a lot of them. Uh, you know, I, I thought, uh, you know, I, was, I think I was overthinking myself a little bit. But like if my analysis says this guy wins and then I go to check out his price and he's the price is an underdog, like wh- why why would you not take the underdog? So, yeah, this is going to be uh, this is going to be a, a categorically normal uh, underdog heavy card for me. Yes, that's the way he likes to roll. OK, Um Let's start things off with with the ladies, women's strawweights. Jessica Penney versus Emily Ducot, or Ducot, making her debut into the UFC. Uh, let's tell you about Penney first. 14 and five, two knockouts, eight submissions. She's been knocked out twice, submitted once. Three and three in the UFC. However, she's won two straight fights. Last one via submission. She went two and one in the Ultimate Fighter. Um, used to fight up at flyweight, I believe. Does that sound right to you? Probably right. Yeah, I mean, she probably did back in like Invicta or something like that. Yeah, yeah. She was three one in Invicta and their champion. She was one one in Bellator. Two thousand six was her MMA debut. She's got three inches height and three inches of reach on Ducat, plus one twenty five. Ducat Gordinha is her nickname, even though she's not Brazilian. She's American, correct? 
Correct. 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 <laughs> Even though Emily Ducat kind of seems like he, she could be French Canadian as well. Uh, yeah, like the or, last or, name but, it was, but you would, but you would have to say Cote Ducat. Ducote, yes, Ducote. <laughs> but anyhow, she's got a Brazilian. She got a French Canadian name. She's American with a Brazilian nickname. Uh, Eleven and six, three knockouts, four submissions. She's been stopped only once in her career via submission. Uh, never been stopped via strikes. This is her UFC debut. She's won three straight fights, last two via a form of knockout or TKO. She went 4-1 in Invicta, where she was the champion. That's where she's fresh off of her championship reign in Invicta. She went 4-4 in Bellator, so she's got high-level experience. Well, it's Bellator, so I guess I can't really say she has high-level experience. She may, yeah, I think she's fought fought decent people in Bellator as well, actually. Uh, Used to fight at flyweight, 11 years younger than Penne, minus 150. We'll let you go first. So I, I'm going to take Ducati in this one. Um, and I'm not sure I'm saying that right, but I actually think it's Ducati if I'm not. Rem- for, really? For, okay. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to go back and look, but I, I'm not positive. Um, the, the thing I would say about her is she is just like such a better striker than than just Capene. Like, it, it's like not even close. Like, if, if you look at her last two fights. Um, I, I mean, she brutalized Alicia Zapatella, like just absolutely beat the hell out of her. Um, got a doctor's stoppage in that fight. Um, and then the knockout against Danielle Taylor, who, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you guys remember Danielle Taylor being in the UFC. She yep. she actually went the distance with Wei Li Zhang. Like Wei Li Zhang couldn't get her out of there. Emily Ducate hit her with like a Mortal Kombat fucking KO. Uh, I'm going to be sharing it on our Twitter feed, the SGPN MMA Twitter feed. So make sure you, you check out over there uh, probably as early as later tonight. But like, yeah, like I just think her striking is so much better. And when you consider that she like, she stuffed a lot of Kanako Murata's takedowns um, when they fought. And I, I think very highly of Murata's wrestling. I just think like Penny is going to have to strike with her or for some reason her wrestling is going to have to be better than Kanako Murata. And I don't think it is. So, like, I mean, at the end of the day, I think we just wind up seeing Ducati lighter up on the feet nonstop yep, I, this whole fight. Like, like I think that that's the, the clearest thing that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm I'm going with her as well. Uh, you got to go with the better striker. So, um, 11 and years. Yo- yo- and younger, faster, too. too. Like, like yeah, that's, that's just the that's key. wild. Yeah, 11 years. At, 11 years at 115 pounds is, um, is quite the advantage there. Um, so, Penne's uh, feel good comeback is ending here we are putting the brakes on it right now um all right middleweights we move on to the male side dwight dwight grant versus dustin stoltzfus um let's tell you about stoltzfus first she's he is 13 and four two knockouts five submissions he's been submitted twice he's 0 and three in the ufc lost his last two fights via submission he's one and oh was one and oh in the contender series he was a regional champ used to fight up at light heavyweight seven years younger than grant He's got a negative strike differential in the UFC of 0.21. So he gets outstruck by 0.21 strikes per minute. That means uh, plus 125 is the number on him. Dwight Grant is the body snatcher, 11-5 with seven knockouts. He's been knocked out twice, three and four in the UFC. He's lost two straight, and he's only won one of his last four. He lost via TKO his last fight. 1-0 in the Contender Series, 1-0 in Bellator. He's fight down at welterweight. 2011, he's been a professional MMA fighter since. Inch height, inch reach on Stoltzfus. Um, striking and actor striking stats are in his favor. He's got a positive strike differential in the UFC of plus, plus, that's the word I'm looking for, plus 0.71. 
Uh, he's at minus 150. I will take Grant in this one. Stolfus has not proven that he can fight in the UFC level, losing three straight, and go with the better striker here. And Grant has proven that he is a better striker in the UFC. So he's my pick. Uh, so I'm going to go with Stolfus. And, and okay. I, I'm just going to say here, here's part of the reason why. Uh, you know, you mentioned he's, uh, you know, 0-3 in the UFC, but obviously there's a reason the UFC is giving him another fight, right? Um, yep. and, and to me, it's the fact that, so first of all, I think Dustin Stoltzfus is a really good grappler and a really strong wrestler. Um, uh, if you saw him on the contender series, um, he won his fight by picking a dude up, slamming him. The dude dislocated his elbow on the way down. Uh, he wins a contract, uh, that guy who he slammed, uh, they like so much they're bringing him back and he's actually headlining the first week of this upcoming season. So, um, like a, a pretty good win for Stoltzfus there. Um, if you look at a lot of his regional fights, uh, you know, he's got like a twister win, a rear naked choke win, a grounded pound win. Like the guy just gets it done on the mat. He, he's a really smart jujitsu fighter. And now he's three and zero in the UFC. Look at who those three and O's are too. Gerald Mearshart, noted grappler. Rodolfo Vieta, world champion grappler. Yep. Kyle Dawkins, mostly a grappler. Um, they, they just, for some reason, fed him like three of the most dangerous dudes on the ground and not for anything. He actually probably out grappled Gerald Mearshart until he was tired, right? Like he had four takedowns against Gerald Mearshart. He had good positioning. He even outstruck him a little bit on the feet before getting choked out late in the third round in that fight. I mean, he went to the ground multiple times with Adolfo Vieta and survived to the third round. Um, like I think his wrestling plays up here against the guy in Dwight Grant, who is, not really all that good at defending the takedown and is going to be at a size disadvantage, right? Like the guys used yep. to be, he used to be at 170. And, and here's, here's a fun fact. Do you remember he lost by split decision to, to Francisco Trinaldo who bodied him up? Trinaldo's a 55er, like a short yep. stocky 55er. He's going to go up and fight an 85er now who likes that game plan too. Um, You know, like this is a guy who gave up three takedowns to Stefan Sekulik, uh, who you probably don't even remember was in the UFC. You know, like he, he gave up takedowns to Alan Joban. Like who, who when does Alan Joban ever hit a takedown? So yeah, like I, I think Stoltzfus sneakily is just going to have like a massive grappling advantage here, uh, use it to his advantage and, and pick up plus money for us. Yeah, this was a, a tough one. I was, um, I think I was leaning Stolfus at one point, but I must have known you were going to go in on him, and so I, that made me change my mind. Obviously, you know, I, you know, I love the grapplers, my man. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, let's let's move up to light heavyweights. Dustin Jacoby versus Daon Jung. Um, let's tell you about Jung first. His nickname Seseda, S S E D A. What the heck does that mean, Dan? Uh, that is, it's funny that you should ask. I you actually know, know wow. the answer to this. It is a Korean hard hat company. Uh, <laughs> Why is he named that? Because his hat's hard? Because it, I think because he takes a punch really well. Oh, yeah. Nice. I, All right. Which is, so it's it's almost like he's being nicknamed like hard hat, you know, yeah. like basically. Yeah. yeah. Which which is a pretty good nickname, actually, yeah. in the grand scheme of things. That works. Because he has never been stopped by punches. I, I will tell you in one second. He's 15, 2, and 1. 11 knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted one time. It's the only time he's been stopped. 4-0-1 in the UFC. One is last of a knockout. Used to fight at heavyweight. Was the heat champion in Korea. He's an inch taller than Jacoby. Two inches of reach on him. Five years younger. Uh, positive strike differential of 0.26. He's also got grappling stats in his favor here. He's at plus 112. 
Jacoby is the Hanyak, which we've talked about before, right? Yeah, it means like a hooligan. Yeah. Uh, but like it's a Polish word meaning hooligan. Yeah. He is 17, 5, and 1 with 10 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. Uh, he's 5, 4, and 1 in the UFC over two stints, but the most recent stint is the one that he's uh, on fire on because the past eight fights, he's gone 7, 0, oh, and 1. Um, but half of those were in the UFC. So he is on fire right now. On Fuego, he's 1 0 on the Contender Series, 0 oh, 2 in Bellator, 0 oh, 1 in World Series of Fighting. He was a CFFC champion. He's fight down at middleweight. 2010, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. He was 10 and 8 as a pro kickboxer, 1 and 0 as a pro boxer. Striking stats in his favor, and he's about 1.3 times more active landing strikes than Jung as well. Uh, very uh, good po- uh, positive strike differential. He outstrikes his opponent by 1.55 strikes per minute. So a strike and a half per minute, he outstrikes his opponent in, opponents in the UFC. That's including his bad run to start off his UFC career. Minus 135 is the number on him. Go ahead. Mr. Dan. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Dustin Jacoby here because uh, a, as you kind of mentioned when you're running down the stats, right? Like Dustin Jacoby's major advantage is he's much more productive on the feet and much more active on the feet. Daung Jung has like you, you mentioned the grappling numbers advantages. Uh, l- let me just quickly run down for you the amount of takedowns he's gotten in his five UFC fights. So when he fought Kata Sabrigamov, zero takedowns. He fought Mike Rodriguez, zero takedowns. He fought Sam Alvey, zero takedowns. He fought William Knight, eight, eight. takedowns. Eight <laughs> and yep. I don't know if you remember that fight too. William Knight just kept getting in these like over under tie-ups with him in the middle of the cage. And he hit these like outside foot sweep and put William Knight to the ground. William Knight would stand the fuck up because he's William Knight. And then immediately get in the over under tie-up again and get foot swept. And so like, it was like eight of the exact same takedowns with no changes by his opponent. Uh, and then follow that up with, with Kennedy Tsuchuku, who we were talking about last week, zero takedowns. So like, this is a guy he's got, you're, you're right. Like the grappling numbers look good on him, but when you contextualize <laughs> yeah. how they look, they don't actually look that good. He's always three and taking Sam LV down. Um, yeah. Like that's not a good number when you're going to go fight Dustin Jacoby. A guy who, 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 like you said, throws with a lot of volume, throws with a lot of accuracy, really smart in the way that he um, dispenses his energy. Yeah, like I, I just think Dustin Jacoby outclasses him on the feet. Okay, that is – yeah, sorry, that's my pick as well. Um, this was one of the ones I did a bit more research on, and I saw that eight takedowns in one fight. It's <laughs> crazy. Like, it's such, a, yeah. such an insane number. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. All right. Speaking of insane numbers, let's tell you what's some more insane numbers. Actually, one more thing about WinBet. This is a uh, last breaking news on WinBet. Uh, they also have a uh, deal going on for the the Open, which is golf, I think, right? Uh, when you can win $100 free bet, the player you make a $10 or more bet on to win the Open nails a hole-in-one during the tournament. So you get an extra $100 free bet if you bet on a player at least 10 bucks and they hit a hole-in-one during the tournament. So there you go. That's extra from what I already told you all about WinBet. All right, let me tell you about Trade Coffee now. The good people at Trade Coffee are back. Trades, um, that's the place, if you haven't heard, that matches you with coffee that is perfect for you. Uh, Trades, they have a first match guarantee. Trade is so confident they'll match you right the first time that if they don't, they'll take your feedback. And an actual coffee expert will work with you to send a brand, send you a brand new bag for free. Trade Coffee sends you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters. Small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world. 
because the truth is what I like and what you like could be totally different. So they're going to match you up to exactly what you want. You you like the selection of specific coffees that are different from anyone else's tastes. So there you go. Here's what you do. Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. It's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. So get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. When you're online doing that, make sure you're using IP Vanish because did you know that browsing using uh, this, these, these ad reads really go down the tubes for me, Dan. Let's try again. IP Vanish. <laughs> Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data. The hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why you use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's just like 89 months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Okay. I felt the wheels coming off during um, the drink trade ad read and they came off, but I got I got back on track. We're good. All right. You, by the you way, got, you got there. You got there. I, I hit it. Uh, Bill Algio versus Herbert Burns at Featherweights. We got Senior Perfecto. LGO versus the Blaze Burns. Let's tell you about Burns first. 11 and 3, one knockout, eight submissions. He's been knocked out one time. Two and one in the UFC. He lost his last fight via knockout. He also missed weight for that fight. Uh, and that was way back in August of 2020. So three strikes there. He's been out of the cage for almost two years. He missed weight and he got knocked out. Uh, one on the contender series. He's won five of his last six, all via finish. He was five and two in the greatest promotion in the world, one FC or one championship, I guess they're called now. Um, 2012 was his professional MMA debut. He's been outstruck in the UFC, listen to this, by 3.35 strikes per minute. Uh, <laughs> that's a pretty horrible strike differential. Grappling stats are in his favor, plus 170. Senior Perfecto, Algio, 15-6, three knockouts, six submissions. He's been submitted two times, so that's a bit of a um, red flag there. Two and two in the UFC. He's got loss, win, loss, win. He won his last fight, so there's another red flag. Owen won the contender series, 1-0 on World Series of Fighting. He was a ring of combat champion. 2012, he also has been a pro MMA fighter since. Three inches of height on Burns, one year of youth on him. Striking stats in his favor, and he's three and a half times more, more active landing strikes in the UFC. That's another insane number. He also has a very uh, healthy strike differential of plus 1.45 per minute, minus 175. I will take Senior Perfecto, even though his nickname is a lie. Um, he's just going to, I think, piece Burns up on the feet, or that's what I hope, at least. I mean, you better hope it stays on the feet, because this is going to be a disaster for him if it doesn't. It will um, be. He's terrible uh, on his back, and not only is he terrible on his back, he often goes to his back. Uh, w- once again, I- I'm going to, I know this makes for, for very clean audio, 
Uh, but I'm going to read to you the amount of takedowns he's surrendered in his four UFC fights and including, uh, will include his Dana White Contender Series fight as well. Three takedowns to Brandon Lognane, five to Ricardo Hamosh, four to Spike Carlisle, eight to Ricardo Hamosh instead of Ricardo Lamas, uh, and then two to Joe Anderson Brito, which you'll remember Joe Anderson Brito didn't decide to grapple him until the third round in like the weirdest decision ever. Um, this dude gives up so many takedowns. Um, you know, like that that's five fights and 22 takedowns. That That is an yeah. atrocious uh, rate. Uh, I mean, he gives up a takedown pretty much every other one that gets shot on him. Uh, and that's mostly just because, if I remember incorrectly, he's, he stuffed Spike Carlisle a bunch of times. Um, like, he's, he stuffed Spike Carlisle nine times. Um, but that's clearly, like, the worst grappler in the batch. Uh, dude, I, this is one of those ones where I looked at the uh, the fight and I was like, man, this is this has got Herbert Burns by takedown and rear naked choke in like 30 seconds written all over it. Um, and then I looked at the odds and I, I can't believe he's an underdog. Um, like like this to me is clearly a, a weirdly lined fight, one that I would run to get odds on. But, yeah, I'm going to take Herbert Burns here. All right. Herbert Burns, it is. Vanweights, um, Ricky Simone versus a Jack Shore. Now, this is a very good matchup here. Um, this should be the co-main event, by the way. This is so good. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, let's tell you about Simone first. 19 and 3, six knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once, seven and two in the UFC. Won four straight fights, his last one via knockout. One no in the contender series. He was the LFA champion, used to fight at featherweight and at lightweight. This one is down at bantamweight. Uh He's barely outstrikes his opponents uh, in the UFC, plus 0.04 strikes per minute. So pretty much even for him. Uh, plus 136 is the number coming back on him. Uh, Jack Shore, the tank, 16-0, four knockouts, eight submissions, 5-0 in the UFC. Cage Warrior champion, uh, used to fight up at featherweight. He's got two inches height, two inches of reach on Simone, three years younger than him. Striking stats in his favor. He's also almost one and a half times more active landing strikes, 1.4, if you want to be exact. He's got a very healthy strike differential of Almost two strikes per minute, plus 1.93 strikes per minute. He outstrikes his opponents in the UFC, minus 165. Your turn. I'm I'm going dog again. I'm taking Ricky Simon. Uh, like like I, I think his takedowns here are the difference maker. And and I know Jack Shore is the better striker. Uh, and I know Jack Shore can wrestle a little bit on his own right. And I know people love the hype behind Jack Shore right now. But look, I, I would just say this about Ricky is that like he's taken everybody down. He's fought. And done so in, like, really fucking impressive fashion. Like, he took down Marab Devalishvili and beat him. He took down Hani Yaya and controlled him and stayed safe. He took down Rob Font six fucking times in that fight. Like, I I, I want to trust Jack Shore's takedown defense, but who have we seen it again? So, like, like I really love what Ricky does on the mat. I, I think he's being undervalued here. So uh, once again, uh, while I, I continuously keep picking people because of their, their wrestling and grappling as dogs, I really think that that's going to be the difference maker here. I'm going to take Ricky Simone uh, over Jack Shore. Okay. I am not, I'm taking Jack Shore. Like you said, he's the better striker and he can wrestle. So uh, it sounds good to me. So Jack Shore, it's a pick. So Dan's got uh, three out of five. You've gone dogs so far. We make it four out of six. How, how many did you go in? Uh, 
my dogs are coming up in the main card. I thought <laughs> I, I thought I had some. I thought I had some here, but I don't. I have, I have dogs in the main card. I promise. Um, middleweights: Dolce Lugiambula versus Punahil Soriano. Oh, uh, we got Puna versus Champion. Um, let's tell you about Champion Lugiambula first. Eleven and four, five knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. Two and three in the UFC. He's lost two straight. Last one via submission. Used to fight at light heavyweight and heavyweight. He was the EFC champ at both those weight classes. He's got four inches of reach on Soriano. Uh, he's been outstriking the UFC by 0.42 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor, plus 215. Puna, Soriano is eight and two, five knockouts, two submissions. Never been finishing a fight. Two and two in the UFC. He won his first two and then lost his last two. One and on the contender series. He also used to fight at heavyweight. Three inches of height on Lugi Mbula, five years younger. Striking stats in his favor, and he's a uh, more active striker as well. He's outstrikes his opponents by almost half a strike per minute in the UFC. Point, uh, sorry, 0.47. Minus 270. I, of course, will take the chalk. I will go with Soriano. Um, and Dan, will he go dog? Let's see. No, I, I think you're making the right move on this one. I, I yes. think Puna has... Look, I think he's caught a little bit of a raw deal in his last fight. Uh, I remembering just looking back, I'm pretty sure I scored that fight for Nick Maximoff uh, or against Nick Maximoff for Puna. Um, it was a close fight. I remember vividly and it went down to a split um, and obviously a loss to Brendan Allen. That fight was kind of a weird one. Brendan Allen really got his hands going in that. But like prior to that, he's just knocking people out, looking phenomenal. Um, the win on Contender Series over Jamie Pickett is oddly like aged extremely well. Um, like I, I think he's got a lot of promise here. I also just think like, you know, what we've seen from Dolce is kind of like, I don't know, he's hit or miss. But the biggest problem is he makes really dumb decisions, right? Like we, we watched him like walk into that front kick from Ankolaev. We, I mean, he jumped into that guillotine joke by Cody Brundage, like he just seems to make some pretty bad game planning decisions despite his like power and all of that kind of stuff. He doesn't really use all that much of it except for like to load up on big overhands. Uh, like it's not like he uses it much in his grappling. He doesn't use his judo background. So I kind of think Puna's going to pick him apart and, and win pretty easily here. There you go. So half, half of the card are dogs for you, Dan. Yeah. Uh, on half, the prelims. Yeah. Half, half of the prelims. Yeah. And that makes sense yeah. to me. Cause like I said, there is, I think there's a lot of value in some grappling going on uh, at UFC uh, Long Island for sure. There you go. You you better hope so, Dan. I'm going as usual. I'm going heavy on strikers. Dan's going heavy on not yeah. Usually you go on, with the grapplers, heavy on grapplers. We shall see who will come out on on top. I know statistically who usually comes out on top, but we'll see. If if you hit one of your dogs, I'm sure you'll be happy. I yeah. I, I think I'm gonna hit more than that, but but you're right. I uh, if if one of these comes through. Uh, there, there are certain ones I feel better about too. I'll, I'll say out the gate, like the Ricky Simone pick over Jack Shore. Like I, I think Ricky's going to win that fight, but like spoiler alert, when you listen to our episode on Thursday, that will not be in my recommended place. Whereas there's uh, another one that I feel pretty darn good about. So, uh, might sneak his way in there. Ah, okay. I was going to ask you, do you have, you have a bunch of dogs in the main card or not? Um, you know, I, I, so I, I'll be honest. We're about to tape this. I've wavered on a couple of them, but I am a little bit more chalky on the main card for sure. That's my gig, though, Dan. You can't be chalky. I'm Jeff yeah. Chalk. I can't. Be well, why, why don't you pick up a whole bunch of weird underdogs? On I do one. have. I do have some. I don't think they're weird, but I do have uh, at least two dogs coming up. But that, that's tomorrow. We'll be invading your ear holes again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to episode 169. Um, 
SGPN MMA is the spot to go on Twitter or Jeff Fox writer, not or and uh, Jeff Fox writer and Gumby Vreeland and read all their stuff on sportsgumbypodcast.com. You can read my MMA stuff at moneymma.substack.com. Get in the free pick'em contest I'm running uh, for this UFC Long Island. Um, I think that's it. Everything will be tickety-boo going forward. Dan, you want to take us home? Sure. Uh, I'm Daniel Gumby Vreeland. He's Sissa, Jeff Fox, and we will catch you tomorrow. <laughs>